Just. Two. Idiot. Stock. King. So here we are standing at the edge of the woods. It could be scary. It could be fun. We could fall upon a yellow brick road and see some midget behind a, uh, behind a curtain pulling the strings. How do you know he's a, how do you know he's a midget? I don't know. We don't know. This is the whole thing. This is the beauty of it. We're on, we're on the fence. We're standing on the middle of the fence. Don't fall off the fence as we tightrope balance our way down the yellow brick road. We are just two idiots talking. We've got a, uh, well, we've got an impromptu show for you. It's the Sunday show happening on Sunday. Ken, we don't really have a plan for this episode, so we're just going to let it, let it run. We'll do it live. I love this. This is exactly what I wanted to do all the, all along, just wherever, wherever the path leads us down this forest. That old dusty trail. It could turn out like for like uh, Friday the thirteenth for us. It, it could turn out like um, something better than Friday Friday Saturday the fourteenth. And real quick before we go on with it, I have I heard maybe the greatest news I think I've ever heard in my life. So as detailed on this very program just yesterday. I recently got uh, an operation known as a vasectomy, 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 four syllables is too much. Vasectomy, I believe is, is what it's called. Uh, However, so, you know, the, the, the process happens, right? You get the snip, you get the cut, and then you, you don't just go on your merry way. That's not the end of it, right? You got to make sure you're sterile. So I've got to bring in, a four-month sample and a five-month sample. So mm-hmm. I got two cups. And I just went to – I left the cups in my car yesterday because I just wanted to get inside and sit on some, some frozen corn. Right. But I went out and grabbed the uh, – I went out and grabbed the, sam- or the sample cups today. They came with instructions. They came. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so I open up the instructions and I just emulated out what I read. So I have to send a picture to my wife because within those instructions, it says that you must ejaculate 24 times at least prior to providing the sample. <gasps> That's it. I'm getting a vasectomy. Get it all day. <laughs> all day. I'm getting a vasectomy every year. That's what I told Moe. I was like, I'm going back every other year. <laughs> I was, a, like, I was like, Doc's orders, baby. Kelly, I'm getting a vasectomy. <laughs> so I, I, if I'm in a chipper mood, that's why. Because Doc's orders, I am on a strict regimen of solid coming all the time. That's right. My mass, maximum ejaculation. I love it. Now, here, here's what we do, though. Here's what we do. I give the sample for you. Oh, it's never, it's always still alive. You don't know what's going on. Maybe you need to ejaculate more. I will give you the sample. You bring that in. They're like, hmm, huh. You get a day off again. (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Well, you do have to have two uh, consecutive negative samples. So um, 
I can yeah. give you all the samples you need. I'm going mean, to need, I'm gonna need <laughs> just send them, get them in the mail now, make sure they're not contaminated. Trust me, if there's one thing I'm an expert at, it's giving ejaculate samples. <laughs> it's, it's one of my fortes. You know, I'm not great at a lot of things. I'm just pretty good at most things. This one, I do knock it out of the yeah, park. This one I've perfected. <laughs> I, have, I have figured this one out uh, to a T in, my, in my, uh, my short 29 years on this earth. I, uh, I'm so happy for you. I am so, I'm so jealous. I know, right? I was like, hell yes. <laughs> Woo, so what, a victory for the men out there. So what did the Molly, what did Molly, the Molly, what did Molly have to say? <laughs> she said, oh gosh, 24 times. <laughs> I was like, you better get on it, baby. Hop on that pogo stick. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. So that's my that's my good news for the evening. That's how we kick off the, the Sunday evening show happening on Sunday uh, prior to the fourth. Hope everyone out there is having fun with their fireworks. Uh, if you do have dogs, make sure you be careful, because th- did you know, Ken, that the most dogs are lost on the fourth of July? It's the biggest day for losing losing canines. Did not know that, but it does make sense. It absolutely makes sense to me. Now, Marley is become accustomed to it. So it doesn't affect him as much, but May May, as you know, she likes to be out on the patio. Yeah. And uh, this is her least favorite day. Well, this is her least favorite weekend of the year. (laughs) She's not a fan of the, of the, the war zone that goes on out there. Yes. Yesterday she's having a heyday catches herself a bird today. She's like, what the fuck's going on out here? Yeah. What the hell? And maybe I shouldn't have caught that bird. All of a sudden Armageddon's going on. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder from a from a from a feline's uh, eyes what it's what it feel or what it seems like to them. What's do you suppose they hear it or do they just feel it? I don't know. Well, she absolutely hears it. Yeah, I was watching uh, um, earlier this afternoon. I was sitting on the couch watching a little television, and I could see the out in the patio, and she's standing at the patio, and I hear bam. <laughs> she, she jumps up and then boom into the dog door she comes yeah she's, she's in like, real quick she's like what the hell is going on out here yo i uh yeah it's uh and down there so i'm in sioux falls this year typically we're down there for the fourth of july and uh so in papillion you know uh it's kind of elevated once you get to the south so we would stand in uh my in-laws like driveway and you can look out and it's like above the entire city and you can just see fireworks. It's pretty cool. Free, well, free show. Plus you're close to Werner park. Right. So I would have to imagine that they're, I mean, cause they're, they're like within a mile of Werner park. Right. So not even. Yeah. To- cause well, Werner park, uh, if you, cause if you look to the, to the West where Werner park is, uh your your vision is kind of obstructed so if you go to the high school you kind of have a clear sight a clear line of sight and then you can yeah you can watch warner park for free that's a good show i like warner park the best um the best fourth of july ever for me was um me this was the first year me and kelly started going out we went out to uh mike's dad's mike's parents lake house yeah they didn't they drop like 300 grand on fireworks they didn't spend a penny on fireworks but i mean all throughout the place you know everybody's got money out there so yeah they're just launching and you're on the lake so you can see everybody's shindig 
Yeah, there's no tree. I mean, there's there's hardly any trees in the way other than what's behind you. Yeah, I mean, you've got a clear view of everything. It was the most fantastic Fourth of July I've ever seen in my my life. There's there's certain ways to do it, you know. And I'm a fan of Fourth of July. A lot of people this year not fans of Fourth of July. Uh, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm not going to celebrate the Fourth of July for this damn country because it sucks so much ass. It, we're still independent, though. We are. We are. I saw this uh, on the Internet today. Ken, it made me chuckle out loud while I was sitting by myself, just me and the dog and the cats. Uh, somebody asked somebody asked the question. They posed the question. Why is canceled in the UK with two L's, but in the US, it's only one L. And then one kind soul uh, took the liberty of explaining that in 1776 we handed that l to the to the british uh, empire <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom drop the mic <laughs> that's right so they should spell it with three l's over there exactly <laughs> boom <laughs> that's mic drop beautiful. that's beautiful i love that and here we are with the french now so yeah, you know you know <laughs> Ken, I do have so some things that occurred since we last spoke yesterday, just a, a quick since we last spoke. I don't know if you saw, but uh, Paul Casey is uh, making his way to the live tour. And I asked this on Twitter yesterday. I did not even know he still played. And then I asked, how's, <laughs> how's the back, mate? <laughs> How many washed up players are going to make the jump to live? Goodness gracious. Who's that? Who's that? Um, who's the guy who won the U.S. Open? I, I believe it was the U.S. It was either the U.S. Open or the British Open twice. That uh, really fat guy smokes up while he's oh, uh, on hell. Jimenez? No, 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 no. Older, older, older than that. Oh, John Daly. John Daly. John Daly. That's was it. Was his the British? Didn't he, he won, win two? He two won the. The PGA and the uh, yeah the British I believe. Okay, so what? Wh how long before he's out there? Oh, right? uh, that guy's that guy's living his best life. He don't he doesn't need anything more. He's living the dream right now. It's just, that it, this just all this does is finance his his good life. That's all <laughs> it is. He probably ended a lot quicker. Cigarettes and Miller Lite, baby. <laughs> one, <laughs> one smoke per hole. <laughs> one down but, around. but this could be healthier for him since it's only 54 holes instead of 72 that's true a lot less cigarettes but on the pga tour he's not typically making the cut so oh I think, so 36 is all. i think he does <laughs> i think he does play the senior tour though on occasion um but also in that vein on the live thing uh taylor gooch is uh the butt of everybody's joke today taylor perineum he said yesterday, uh, after the live event was over, uh, he's like, I've never played in a Ryder Cup or a President's Cup, but I imagine it's not too a hell of a lot different. And then DJ and, <laughs> and Patrick Reed are standing there and they both just like, <laughs> and they just let him run with it. Because <laughs> they're on the tour too. Now everybody is coming up with shit. They're like, uh, you know, you got, 
uh, I've never played Augusta, but and then they'll send a picture of their home course. But I imagine it's not too hell of a lot different. <laughs> it's your, your backyard. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a flag. Just a putting green in the backyard. <laughs> and people are people are taking the people are running away with that one. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I can imagine. How long now before? So this the shelf life on the live tour, as far as being in in the media presence has got to be two or three months max, right? Well, like, they, why- sp- they spaced out their events properly to, to stay relevant. The tour is going to die in four years. Once these contracts run out, if they can't snag a, a big name player, the, the live tour, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think they care right now. No, they don't. They, Cause they'll worry about it in three years when the, when the time's running out. Right, then we'll just we'll just get somebody else to, to come on board. Yeah. Last night we watched a beautiful mind. I don't think I saw the movie. You, you, this was the first first for you. I remember bits and pieces. So I think what happened was I remember I was at mom's at the condo when she had the condo. You know. Yeah. Because I did. Oh, I lived there. I lived there for a second. That, that's right. As, <laughs> as did I. <laughs> <laughs> but I vividly remember viewing it there. And, um, but I, but there was a lot of the movie that I had never seen before. Maybe you fell asleep. So, no, I think I put it in and I was like, man, this isn't grabbing me. And maybe other stuff was going on. I can't remember how it, how it was all going down. But uh, it was very good. Uh, I was very impressed with it. Kelly had already seen it before. And she was sitting there reading reading her book. And so I... She I was go, creating well, her own beautiful mind. I was like, well, I'm just going to watch this then. And uh, she put the book down because that's how much she liked the movie. Yeah, it's a good one. I told you. And that's probably uh, why it won an Oscar. That's that's probably why, yeah. Um, it was a it was a bit disturbing. Now the thing is, it I wasn't surprised. Okay, spoiler alert! Right now, if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert, or know the story because it is based on a true story, right? It is based on a true story, but what I'm about to tell you is is specific to the movie. Once he got the implant into the arm, I was like, okay. Because I had no idea anything about him, anything whatsoever. I was like, it's 1953. He's getting an implant into his arm. I'm like, this, okay, he's, he's dreaming this shit, right? <laughs> I, knew, I knew right then that that was all fake, right? He called it. I knew that the Ed Harris character was fake. I knew everything. Now, the, be- the beauty of this beautiful mind is that they didn't drag you along very long with that with that storyline it was like 15 20 minutes and then bang we're in the mental institution right so (laughs) so it wasn't like i foresaw too much in the future but yeah you didn't call the end of the movie in the middle no i didn't i didn't get the nobel peace prize uh (laughs) anything like that I was, uh, I have to tell you, I, no, I didn't cry, but my, my eyes did well up a little bit with the pen scene at the end. When he can't, is that when he can't hold it? 
No, what, no. When he's sit, so the before, when the guy's vetting him for the Nobel Peace Prize, it's before he gets the, the Peace Prize. So the guy from my cousin Vinny, the lawyer from my cousin Vinny. Yeah. Are you, are you familiar with my cousin Vinny? Yep. The uh, he's a uh, son-in-law with uh, Pauly Shore, the father. No, it's the stuttering lawyer in my cousin Vinny. Oh, the stuttering lawyer. I thought it. Yeah. Okay, I got you. The one that the the, the one that ends up getting fired. But anyway. He is the one that comes to him and tells him that he's a candidate for the Nobel Peace Prize, right? This is while he's teaching at Princeton. Mm. And he's like, what? And uh, is it John Nash or Joe Nash? John Nash, I think is his name. Anyway, he says, I didn't know that people, I didn't know that you, I always thought it was confidential until you were awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. And he's He's like, well, yeah, generally it is. And he's like, oh, you want to know if I'm batshit, basically is what he says. <laughs> right. So then they're sitting down in, in that lounge, in the teacher's lounge, where previously in the movie they had been there. The, uh, Judd Hirsch, who was the professor, his professor while he was a student there. Yeah. And they had the pen ceremony. The one guy was sitting there and they, they all dropped their pen on the desk, on the table for him. Okay. Yeah, I got you. I'm picking so up. Then, now he is sitting there with this guy who is about to, or who's telling him he's a candidate for the Nobel Peace Prize, who clearly is a graduate of Princeton or a professor of Princeton because he's able to go into this lounge as well. And this is, so this is the first time he goes into, the, into this lounge since that occurrence. And they're sitting there at the table, they're having tea and all this other stuff. And everybody just comes and, Drops. I mean, he gets pen. twenty pens dropped on the table in front of him, and I was a little verklempt. Yeah, it's point. it's just a feel good, uh, but also you're just depressed the whole time. It's like that that little that little silver lining that you can find. That's the silver lining, right? The whole the whole after he gets out, the worst part of the movie is when he gets out of the health or when he gets out of the mental institute and he's at home. Yeah, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, you, you're like. God, what a waste. You know, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he hands over, he hands over. So I'm Yudin, you know, the guy that I'm talking about. I'm Yudin. Yudin. He hands over, he says he's working on something. He hands it over to him. It's like drawn in crayon. You know, he's looking at it. And he's like, maybe you should slow, you know, maybe you should slow down. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no, this is so sad. I was so sad. But up until that point, I was. Okay, and then when he sat down and they dropped the pins, I was like, "Oh, this is tough right here." This. Good stuff. It's good stuff. See, it's it's a good movie. I told you. I told you. Then we start Parasite. Oh yeah. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know it was a comedy. <laughs> it it kind of is. It kind of is a. It's a dark comedy, I would say. No, it's completely a comedy. It's it's completely a com well we didn't get through the whole thing so maybe 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 there's a dark turn I don't know <laughs> but I have I have two complaints first of all I don't mind having to read subtitles but it, when you put it in white and every and everything's so bright it's hard to read yeah so you miss some letters and you're trying to decipher yeah you gotta if if you're gonna have a bright if you're gonna have a bright background you got to get dark you got you know you got to do your subtitles in a darker color a darker font 
We didn't make it through the whole thing. But the other thing is, I mistook Parasite for another movie. I'm going, I'm walking into this thinking, because I had heard, I had heard the plot of a movie, which I thought was the plot of Parasite. So about 15 minutes into the movie, I'm like, I don't think this is the same movie that I was thinking it was. And I'll <laughs> no, give you this doesn't seem right. And I'm gonna give you just a couple sentences of the plot because then I then I looked up the movie that I that I thought I was about to watch. So I'm going to Wikipedia to read you the plot of the movie, and then I'll tell you what the movie was. I'll just give you a couple sentences here. In 1983, the Korean immigrant Yi family moves from California to their new plot of land in, in rural Arkansas, where Father Jacob hopes to grow Korean produce to sell to vendors in Dallas. One of his first decisions is to decline the services of a water diviner, and he digs a well in a spot he finds on his own. This is a movie called Minari. Oh, Minari, yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, that that was one a, foreign best foreign film, right? It was, it was nominated for an Oscar as well yeah follow the year after parasite but that's the movie that i thought i was about to watch and i like so quite the difference that, that one's hardcore drama right <laughs> i could tell just off those first three sentences there i know we're, we're in a hardcore drama over here and and i'm like well when are they get and i thought it was missouri in in the back of my head i was i didn't know it was arkansas until i actually just pulled this up like half an hour ago i think that's in black and white too isn't it minari I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I thought I was watching it last night. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, uh, when are they going to get to Missouri? <laughs> I was like, I don't a ways to go. They're still in Korea. Well, I'm like, uh, we got a long way to get to Missouri here. <laughs> they better speed this. How are they going to segue this to Missouri? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things have got to start moving along real quickly before we get to the plot of this movie. <laughs> Parasite. I enjoyed Parasite. It's a. Uh, it was different. And uh, now that you say it was a comedy, I thought of it like, you know how like slasher films are like so ridiculous that it's it it's funny but not intending to be. Uh, that's. I figured Parasite was like unintentionally funny. I didn't know it was actually a comedy. No, I think I I viewed it as a flat comedy. And but we'll I mean, we'll see what happens. It was kind of like, like, you know, uh, Get Out is you kind of view that as a horror movie, right? So I, I would call it a dramedy. But there, yeah, there's a, there's a there's a lot going on in that. movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's Jordan Peele. You know, he has that ability. Oh, and by the way, so we, we were at when we went to go see uh, the Top Gun Maverick movie. We're looking at the previews. It took me about six seconds, and I go, "This is a Jordan Peele movie." It, yeah, was it doesn't. It doesn't. He certainly has a a a genre to, about him. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I could tell right away. I was like, "This is Jordan Peele right here." Yeah. Sure enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh that movie, yeah. That movie looked very interesting to me. This don't look or don't look at the sky or whatever it is or don't stare at it or some. I, I can't remember what the name of this. Anyway, it'll it'll be it'll be out later this year. I'm, I would imagine probably closer to to I the think, fall. I think it's pretty soon that that one comes out. 
I can't remember what it's called, but it was the, the, the theory was you're not supposed to look at the clouds. That's what I got out of the trailer. Do not look at the clouds. Yeah. And you don't know, you don't know what the thing is, but we'll find out. But it's definitely a, a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. This one, I think it, he's, well, I haven't seen the, what's the one that he just uh-huh. did? Like, this is us or something like that, where the. Just called us us is that what it is yeah where they become i haven't seen that one but that one looked like it was straight horror it's it wasn't straight horror and it's and it's terrible it's not a good one no we saw that one in the theater don't check it, it out man because kelly is you know Ke- kelly's favorite genre is horror Ugh. right so i right <laughs> no so you gotta so i got you know <sighs> so i gotta try to find what i can (laughs) so we go to the theater to see us Mm. Mm. if you want to go watch i mean it's interesting the concept is interesting enough if you if you have to pay for it wait till it wait wait until you can see it for free wait till you don't have to pay for it yeah yeah wait till it comes out on paramount plus or whatever you know wherever you got your your streaming services, wait till it's available there. It's fair. It's fair. Ken, I did try to check out Mystery Alaska, searched high and low. The only place I could find it was Amazon Prime for yeah. three, $3.99. So I did not partake. I did find the green book and started it, but then I had to uh, switch to the golf real quick because I was sweating that a little bit. Uh, so I will return to the green book this very evening and, and finish that off. Now I seen green book was on FX now. Yep. That, and I went to YouTube TV. That's where I got it. So it's uh, so, but now you, you have to view it with commercials though. Yeah. So, but that's okay. Yeah. Never- FX is pretty good about the commercials. Like you get a decent amount of, of the movie prior to prior to the break. Um, you got to get up and get a beer anyway, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, I did notice, I actually went to the IMDb to see if Mystery Alaska was even available and uh, did notice it was on the Prime. I mean, it might be worth $3.99. Yeah, just check it out quick. It's $3.99, inflation. What I would recommend is, is sit down with, sit down with, molly as well because it's kind of a it's kind of got a little romantic thing to it as well molly hates despises sports movies even if it's got a little romance in it yep she's not a she's not a sports fan sports movie fan it's not a sports movie though i wouldn't say if there's sports in the movie molly will consider it a sports movie Really? Okay. Well, then I was going to try to get you. I was going to try to make it worth a dollar ninety nine <laughs> times two, but do what I can. Kill, and maybe, kill. maybe I'd get. Maybe if I sat her down and watched that with me, I'd get one of twenty four. There you go. See, say this is consider this foreplay. Honey. <laughs> yeah, let's no, let's I'll ease into it, it. We'll make it a quick one. Ken, last night, uh, my night was consumed with the UFC fights. I came out, uh, came out on top money-wise, so that was good. Uh, however, I did notice the 
uh, the announcers say one thing, and it was, <laughs> we've gone the last six fights without a takedown, and they were giddy about it. They were just loving it. And I was like, isn't that boxing? No, what's a takedown? Is that when they tap out? Is that what? No, a takedown is when they like actually fall on the ground and get and wrestle. Oh, okay. Okay. See, I, I don't consume the I consume. I don't consume uh the UFC. I've been uh back in the day when I worked at Ruby Tuesday, we would go the nearest bar was uh Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, uh, thumbs up by the way, but no longer in Omaha. Anyway, so we would go over there. Um, two good things about Twin Peaks. You know one of them. The other one, cheap, really cheap beer. Like big, like tall, like a 24-ounce stein of beer for like $2. Oh, damn. That's impressive. Yeah. They're not there so, anymore? No, it's, it's something else, some other chain's there now. That's some bullshit. I can't remember what the other chain is now. But anyway, well, and a lot of things changed because it was they it was franchise. Then they were open late, and then they somehow they broke away from the, the franchise, or no, the the guy sold it back to the franchise, and then it so it closed earlier, like it closed at midnight, like it used to. It was open at until two when right. we first started going there after work because we'd get off work at midnight. And we'd go over there and it'd be open till two. So that's cool. Yeah. Go, and you, go. So you got $2 big beers. And then, but they always had the UFC fights there. And so I, that's so you, you were, you were just interested by association. If it's by on. association, cause it's on every television screen that you see there. And uh, never really cared for it. That's the, by the way, that's where I saw the, uh, the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. Oh, really? That was, yeah. Damn, that was a long time ago. We paid $50 for a table that sat four of us. You had to buy, you had to, buy to get a, a seat there. Yeah, I suppose they want to pay for the pay-per-view because bars get charged way more than, you know, if you just buy it yourself. Right. But it's $2 beers. Yeah, yeah it pays for itself. <laughs> That's as good as money, sir. Exactly, right? Yeah, I uh I can't actually at that time I don't think it was. It I think we they had reverse happy hours what we were getting those two dollar beers on. Oh it was it it was draft draft beers. Yeah, that's I mean that's fine. Yeah, that's preferred at the bar, right? You don't want to drink out of a can or a bottle at the bar. Well, I would I would rather have an IPA, but so what I was drinking, so they, they had these theme beers, right? It was the blonde, the brunette, and the redhead. And the redhead was a it was a it was a Killian's Irish red, is what it was. You it know, was always, always a Killian's. It's Killian's. That's what was on tap. Hmm. Oh, they didn't switch out the taps at all. That if you wanted a red, that's what you got. I don't know what the blonde and the brunette were. You've had Killian's before though, right? Yeah, I don't mind Killian's. Yeah, Coors. That's a Coors product. Is it really Miller yeah. Coors? Yeah. Right on. Right on. That's probably why I like it. 
Should we should we take a timeout right here? Since I since the timer's there. The timer's there. We should take a timeout because I do have to grab a charger. I've been holding on for dear life here, just watching my watching my battery. A charger for your oh for your computer? Yeah. No, for my for my phone. Oh. Yeah, for my computer, you freaking dope sack. That's the only thing that matters if it dies. If my computer dies, the whole thing dies. This walk in the woods had been pleasant up until dope sack. (laughs) I am. I I watched UFC last night. These be fighting words. I'm raring to go. When we come back, we'll see what happens. Ken, last night, uh, your mother, bless her heart, my gam gam. I, I uh, gave her a phone call. I was sitting on the couch, you know, I was like, ah, gosh, UFC fights coming up. I was like, I could really use, you know, at least a six pack or something. Um, she went to the store, got me a six pack, brought it over to me because I was uh, couch ridden at the time. Uh-huh. And the rest is history. Okay. Now, so just a six pack though? Yeah, I just needed a sixer. You know, they're tall boys. Okay, so you got silos. Now, how long did she did she sit and commiserate with you though? Um, probably about 20, 30 minutes, you know, not Whoa, too that's not bad at she, all. She was hazy from the va- she was vaxxed. Uh she just got the booster. So she was a little hazy. She's like, I'm I gotta go home. She's like, I'm feeling a little hazy. I was like, hey, don't let me stop you. <laughs> I appreciate you. That a girl. Shout out to Gam Gam dropping off the brewskis. You know how many times she bought for me when I was underage? (laughs) (laughs) Never. Never. Yeah. Did she even have to? Didn't she just go to the store and get it anyway? Well, okay. So here was the beauty. When I was in high school, the drinking age in South Dakota was 19. Okay, so do you think it was hard for me to find alcohol? No. <laughs> no. This is when, well, uh, so when I was in high school, there was something else. Like alcohol was one of the hardest things to get, right? Because right. we didn't know a whole lot of 21-year-olds. And then you have like one or two contacts and typically they're busy on the same night, probably at the same party. But there was another vice that we could find way easier right so this this is always this was always my and even when they changed the 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 drinking age what they had done at one point the drinking age was 18 and they switched it to 19 and they grandfathered people in at that point right so if you were able to drink it in even if you weren't old enough if you had already been old enough, you could continue to drink. You and then when you, for that half a year, that, you that half a year or whatever the case may be, it could be, could be 364, you know? If you <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. It's <laughs> my birthday you. yesterday. Yeah, just, just across the wire, right? <laughs> <laughs> Photo finish. <laughs> but um, when they changed it from 19 to 21, they didn't do that. And whoa, look out. I mean, riots if, ensued if they no, if if they had known what had happened on january 6th and 2020 then uh perhaps the governor of uh 
of uh, South Dakota up in Pierre might have been in peril, but not the case. No, they just had to. They just had to eat it. Well, they just changed. I'm so glad that they're fucking around with this while I while I'm uh, 28, 29, as opposed to when I was 18, 19. I'd have been so pissed off. They just changed uh, tobacco too. Tobacco's 21 now. Oh, really? Yeah. And this was like two years ago. So now I remember when I so I started smoking when I was 12. But here here was the thing. You could get if if you were in a desperate situation, you could go into a Denny's and get a pack of smokes because they had cigarette machines. Right. It's just it's, I mean, you could smoke on airplanes. We, we could smoke on airplanes up until just before you were born. Yeah, you guys are wild. Um, back then, though, you had to be in the back of the plane. Because <laughs> that matters. <laughs> it wasn't like Mad Men where you could smoke throughout the whole plane, you know. But feel, feel free to smoke about the cabin. But I believe that I believe like when I was. I don't know, 15, 16, you know, when mom started buying, buying, she would, she would, she would ration me a carton every two weeks. Damn. Carton every two, but it's not. So I don't know what a carton costs today. 90 bucks, 80 bucks, 90 bucks. No, it wouldn't be that much. It'd be less than a pack. How much is a pack now? Seven, eight bucks, seven something. So Maybe. probably sixty-seven dollars. I would 70. say probably upper fifties would be my guess. But probably back then it was depends. like American spirits. You're paying ninety-nine. Well, nobody. Sm- I mean, nobody who's a real smoker smokes American spirits. <laughs> but back then it was probably eight bucks for a carton. Yeah. <laughs> right. Eight nine bucks a carton, something like that. Now it's eight nine bucks a pack. Now it's eight nine. Yeah. But now it's a per pack what you get for a carton, and they're gonna cut, and they're cutting out the uh, nicotine too. Uh, they're, you just, story? they're just killing you guys, aren't they? They just can't stop. Well, I, have stop. No, I have no problems with that anymore. But you could go if you if you need it back then. They had you can get like at the bowling alley cigarette machine. Every bar had a cigarette machine. All these rest or there's lots of restaurants like Denny type restaurants. Frying pan, download, frying rate, pan. subscribe. Right, dying, fry, dying pan, dying <laughs> fran. <laughs> frying pan had, I'm sure they had uh, cigarette machines even up until after I graduated from high school. They probably still have them. You never know. But you didn't, so you didn't need somebody to buy cigarettes for you. Cigarettes were the easiest thing to get. But when they changed the drinking age from 19 to 21, I said, this is go- all this is going to do is boost the drug use in this state. <laughs> That's what I said at the time. And shown up because it's a lot easier to get drugs, right? Because you don't go to a store to get drugs. You don't get ID'd to get drugs. Anybody can get them. You just got to know a guy. You just got to have money and you can get drugs if you need. That's right. <laughs> you just got to have money and know a guy or at least know a guy that knows a guy. Or I mean, it could go further down the line than that. You could know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy. Somehow, somebody knows. Somebody knows somebody. 
It could be, you could walk into your church and the reverend knows a guy that knows a guy. Yeah. yeah he's guy. probably the supplier. <laughs> he could be. And if it, but if it's a, if, if it's a Catholic church, it could come at a cost to your ass. Exactly. Yeah. You just got to pay the price. What is it? What is it worth to you? My ass. (laughs) How high do you need to get today? Yeah. And how old are you? I was going to give you one other thing on beautiful mind. And what I want you to look delve into because he was schizophrenic, right? Yeah. I pulled up uh, just a, just a couple three weeks ago, I was going through, I was sorting through my magazines downstairs. I've got like 300 guitar magazines with all kinds of tablatures and lessons and all this other stuff. So I started putting that in order and I'm going to start pulling those out and, and doing, and, and actually doing some lessons and things like that. It's fair. It's probably, so put, probably best. So I put that all, I put those all in order and I remember this one that I had read and it was about Pink Floyd. Sid Barrett. I don't know if you know anything about Sid Barrett whatsoever. Yeah, he was schizophrenic, I believe. He was schizophrenic. He may still be schizophrenic. I don't know if he's still alive or not. No, I think he I think he has passed. I'm fairly certain. At the time that the article came out, this was in the guitar world in 1993. He was still alive at that point, but a founding member, a founding member of Pink Floyd and uh quite influential i think up until the wall even had a big uh, yeah like dark side of the, like he had a lot uh, he had a lot uh to do with dark side of the moon um which you know in hindsight it makes sense it does make sense but as i was watching that movie i was thinking about this article because i had run across that magazine just a couple weeks ago so i pulled that up to have kelly read the article because it's as far as journalism goes, the guitar world is not something that you actually go to. It's usually an interview with some musician and it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's the same. It's the same interview over and over. It's just different names. Yeah. (laughs) But this was actually interesting. So I pulled that up, but for those, not just you, but anybody who's interested in, in Pink Floyd or anything like that, Sid Barrett, look into it. It's uh it's quite uh, it's quite a sad story, as is that beautiful mind story. Yeah, schizophrenia is a that's a tough one because uh, especially like paranoid schizophrenia because that just sounds like a freaking terrible way to to live your life constantly in fear of everything. It's almost like agoraphobia. However, you are actually hallucinating shit. As we as was noticed in the in the beautiful mind movie. Yeah, he just learned to ignore them. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's probably not the best approach to take, but uh, but they're always there. That was the, that was good. The three of them were always there, <laughs> as as they showed the movie, which was which was beautiful. I got one real quick one I wanted to throw out to you. The other day, I, I watched A Hard Day's Night, The Beatles, on HBO Max. Just just because I would not recommend that at all. Even if you're a Beatles fan, not very good. However, when I get done with the movie, you know, when the movie gets done, it shows others you you might like or whatever. You know, yeah. how the others you may be interested in. Exactly. And what's on there? Jimi Hendrix plays Monterey on it, HBO. It, it, yeah, on HBO. 
It's 50 minutes long. So I go into so I go in to watch that. And I'm not recommending that you do that. If you've seen, I mean, it, it, Jimi Hendrix Live is Jimi Hendrix Live. It's the same thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's good at guitar. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> but what he plays on there, and, and I had noticed this pre, from previous performances that I'd seen him live, he plays Wild Thing. You know the song? Wild you, Thing. You I, make my heart Exactly, sing. right? So you know that Jimmy song. Jimmy Vaughn? No, Jimmy Vaughn never did it. No, isn't that uh, isn't that his name in uh, uh, Major League? Charlie Sheen's character isn't his, isn't his name Jimmy Vaughn? Oh, I don't know. Vaughn sounds right, but I don't know if it's Jimmy. Anyways. Anyway, <laughs> don't 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 sidetrack me. Don't derail this, okay? Sorry, sorry, sorry. The hands are up. I surrender. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, Jimi Hendrix from Seattle, Wild Thing, also done by Paul. Now, everybody knows the Trogs version of it, right? That's the one that everybody knows. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the popular version of it. But Paul Revere and the Raiders also did it, also from the Seattle area. So I'm, I'm, I'm going, huh, now why would Jimi Hendrix like this? Because so, it's not like some great guitar song or anything like that you know it's a pretty basic song you know it's 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 just you know you're just thrashing it could be chords that you get close and you're you're good it still sounds the same yeah 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 you just got to get it close there's no solo i don't even know if there's a guitar solo to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. but anyway i'm like okay so why is he into this so i'm like well maybe the guy maybe the guy who wrote it is from the seattle area or something like that maybe there's some kind of connection there because paul revere and the raiders also so I start looking into it. It has nothing to do with that. It's <laughs> absolutely wrong. I'm absolutely wrong. But what I find out about this is the guy that wrote the song, whose name escapes me, I didn't write it down. Don't credit, really care. credit to him. Don't really care, but he's written like, like 500 songs, all this other stuff. But he also wrote Angel of the Morning. You know this song? Angel of the Morning. Juice Newton. Just call me oh, Angel. Yeah. Or maybe it's Angel in the Morning. Yeah. And yeah, just call me Angel. Na, 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 na. Yeah, in the morning, Angel. So you know the song, right? And yeah. So just, but popularized by Juice Newton. And she, it, it, and she, it was, I thought that she wrote this, or I thought that was her, one of her original songs. I didn't know that he had wrote this song and that she redid it like, 10 years later but wild thing angel in the morning can you think of two songs that aren't even close but he wrote them both <laughs> this man he's he's a uh, he's a jack of all trades as they say he is i just had to get that off my chest because it was just bothering me bothering me and kelly doesn't care because i always it's too much tmi too much information for her no she just doesn't care it's just, I mean, I just, I mean, I wish I was able to, it's these little things that bother me. These little things that bother me, but they, she, she just can just, I don't care. And it goes yeah, I could have gone the rest of my life without knowing that information. Yeah, I'd have been just fine. I'll point out little things about stuff and she'll be like, that's nice. <laughs> 
I, I have that I have that problem too. And then Molly's like, okay. What's your point? Yes. <laughs> My point is we're at 23 and counting. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I need to know, damn it. The question was raised in my mind, and now I seek answers. It's my problem. I can't let questions go unanswered. That's why the Bible just racks my brain. That's right. It's inquisition. Okay, so, okay, bringing up the Bible. This is a good segue right here. The guy, <laughs> yeah. makes, the guy makes everything. Guy, gal, whatever, the spirit makes everything in six days. Why you got to give him 10%? Tithe, tithe. Does it say 10% in the Bible? Or is it 15%? Uh, no, it's 10. I confirmed this. That's funny that you that you bring up tithing because my father-in-law, who is a pastor, uh, texted me last night. He's like, hey, I don't want to run to Council Bluffs. Can you put in a bet for me on the UFC fights? And I was like, yeah. And then he hit it. And I was like, I'll be sure to withhold your, your 20% for tithe. And he's like, tithe is 10%. <laughs> <laughs> but why so here's the thing here's how you know it's a scam right the guy makes everything in six days okay it's supposed to be it's supposed to be to help the church along and all this other stuff if he needs his word spread out he can fund that shit right money's not even a real thing anyway that's just the construct of of the human mind this this all being power should not even like money shouldn't even be a thing it's a it's a deity it it shouldn't even concern itself with humanistic creations well okay it's not the the deity doesn't need it's not for him the way i or him or her okay i don't want or it it's it it but it's to help the human be able to have the the to facilitate spreading the word right that's the way if he created right if the if the deity if it created the entire world why isn't it just instilled in the in the human mind to follow that deity well okay so the the concept is that it needs people to have faith in it faith the definition of faith is following something without proof (laughs) it's a scam is what i say it's a money grab and they don't have to pay taxes well taxes uh, i mean when it when they when they when they came up with the idea it wasn't a it was a money grab but it wasn't a it wasn't a tax aversion thing that's that's come about since and just is uh, in happen in happenstance uh, helps them get by a little better. <laughs> it's just a, just another loophole that's found. So does the in law does he have to pay income tax? Uh, how does that even work? I'm not sure how that works. That would be something I that's something you bring up at Thanksgiving dinner. That's next Thanksgiving dinner. That's what I want you to find out. I want you to suss that out for me. (laughs) (laughs) I would assume he has to pay income tax because he, as an individual, 
even though being paid by the church, right? Because hospital employees have to pay income tax as an individual under your tax identification number, otherwise known as your social security number. He's got to pay taxes on his income. Okay, I see what you're trying to do with the hospitals, but not all hospitals are, are not for profit. There are some hospitals that are for profit. Yes. However, the ones that are nonprofit, uh, it's the same situation, right? I mean, you get your 403Bs that as your retirement income, it's a whole separate ordeal. Um, the thing with the church, though, is insurance is way different. What they do is there's like a coalition of Christians that just put into a pool and then they just draw off the, the pool of money whenever they need operations or anything. Really? Yeah. So there's not like health insurance. There's just like, hey, we got you if it's if it makes sense. Well, well, health insurance is. I mean, that's it's that's health the, insurance without it being labeled as health insurance. That's the gen, that's the genesis of of insurance. It's a pool. I mean, that's what insurance is. It's a pool of of money. I mean, it's the same thing. It's probably just maintained by something other than an insurance provider. Right. Yeah. Because it's just like just your average Joe's putting into the pool and then it goes through an approval process if you need to withdraw from the from the pool. I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to take it. I'd like to take a dive into that pool. I'd take a dive in that pool and I'd come up with fistfuls of cash. Baby. I'd come up. I would come up. I would look skinny. I would have, and I would wear one of those, not, not just, not just swimming trunks, one of those full bodies like Rodney Dangerfield has on <laughs> in, uh, back to school. <laughs> I mean, I am. Stuffing. Stuffing. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you gain? 40 pounds? <laughs> 60 baby <laughs> I'm a mission. I won the lottery <laughs> we're going to win the lottery anyway it's not going to matter we are going to win the lottery just not today no we already did that <laughs> what else you got is oh, that it that's all I got what she wrote there should be more. Where are we at? I wish Zoom Zoom gave the time. I know. I won't, I won't know. I bet we're over an hour, though. We are probably over an hour. We should, we should probably end this then. Everybody give a little kiss on the cheek. We are just two idiots talking. Download, rate, subscribe. That's the impromptu Sunday evening show happening on Sunday evening. Non didet patriot fili spiritus santi. Love thy God or die. 2.45 tomorrow. That's how the United States is. 245 years old. Happy birthday, America. Not America. Happy birthday, United States. United States. Download, rate, subscribe.
Download, rate, subscribe. You know, they're not all bad. What you see on what you see in the media, that's just the extremes because they're looking to get they need viewership too. It's a capitalistic society. We're not all bad, you know. It's it's a nation divided, but there's still middle ground. Onward and upward, United States, 245. Look at you. Not a day. Don't look a day older than 160. Just two idiots talking, download, rate, subscribe. At just two idiots talking on Instagram, just two idiots talking at yahoo.com. God bless America. Because once you hit 170. Yeah, then it's all downhill from there.